This is React Podcast. I'm Chantastic. This is episode 100 of React Podcast, and I just want to say thank you. Thanks for listening. Without you, we couldn't get great guests to learn from or awesome sponsors to keep the show running. Your support and feedback has made this such a fun adventure. I'm grateful for you and our continued friendship. Here's to the next hundred being even better than the first. Today's episode is at the intersection of my three favorite React podcast topics, entrepreneurship, open source, and of course, React. Michael Jackson and Ryan Florence join me to talk about their business plans for Remix, how it'll provide continued support for React Router and Reach UI, and how COVID forced them to evolve their business from in-person training to services. Now first, a word about our sponsors. Having access to developers that know React inside and out and know the direction the library is headed can take your development and team dynamics to new heights. If you don't have that, you need to find it, and I recommend Infinite Red. They've been designing, building, and shipping apps for 10 years and want to bring that expertise to your apps, products, and services. They have a pretty sweet deal right now where you get $750 for referring a new project. Get expert help from Infinite Red by visiting reactpodcast.infinite.red. End-to-end testing doesn't have to be painful and expensive. Because the harder it is, the less you'll do it. End-to-end testing should be quick and painless to ensure that you keep at it. Test Cafe gives you everything you need to gain the confidence that your web app works as expected for every user on every deploy. It's free, open source, and setup is simple. Test Cafe allows you to write tests in JavaScript or TypeScript and run them across all major modern browsers. Chrome, Firefox, Opera, Safari, and Microsoft Edge. Now, this is actually an area where most end-to-end testing tools struggle. It can be a real hassle to wrangle all the browser drivers needed to run those tests. Test Cafe doesn't require web drivers or additional software for any of the supported browsers. After a short install, you're ready to test. Test Cafe is free and open source, so it costs you nothing to try. Install it today by visiting testcafe.io and enjoy testing. All right, welcome back to React Podcast. We're doing a second episode with uh, Michael Jackson and Ryan Florence talking about Remix. The first one was all like super technical, uh, talking about all of the things that are kind of the React Router APIs, like some of the ideas, the technical concepts and things that we're moving forward to that are going to go into the product. Um, But today I want to talk a little bit more about the product, talk about kind of what led to the decision to make remix and um so yeah let's let's dive back into it um so for the last uh five years has it been uh you've been running react training is that right mm-hmm. yeah five five years i know yeah. it's crazy <laughs> i'm five years old. i was just thinking it's you know like today it's like what may 27th and i think react itself turns seven in on the 30th or the 29th or something like that or you know in the public release of it which is nuts and then five people used it for a year (laughs) i think was it uh was it there was a tweet just a while back by i think it was was it tanner lindsley who said 
he's like, uh, React is now older than jQuery was on the yeah, day yeah, that yeah. React was released. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, what? That one made me feel old. <laughs> we did. We and Michael and I did not expect it to stick around. Like our our business was actually always kind of tenuous. We like we we're like, yeah, let's, let's do this for a year, two years. If people are still using React, yeah. I guess we'll figure out what's yeah. going on. But like, we were always like expecting to send resumes to Facebook or something <laughs> yeah. after a couple of years. Uh, but but ReactTraining.com has been going strong now for five years. Um, we're still going, by the way. I don't want people to think just because yeah. we're working on Remix that like yeah. we've checked out. We're absolutely still available to come and train your team. Talk all about React. Um, this uh, The whole pandemic, the whole COVID thing has made it kind of difficult for us to keep everybody around that we wanted to. We had some amazing people oh that we gosh. unfortunately had to let go at the... Um, it just makes me mad to even talk about it, but... We we started we started March record month for booked business. Yeah, yeah. And then we in did. two weeks it all just disappeared, <laughs> just gone, kaboom. And um, uh, you know we're we're a little company, so we couldn't. We, we you know, if, if we're not we going do out doing training, yeah, yeah. yeah it's not like Michael trainings. and I have. Yeah, it's not like we have a yeah. bunch of money just sitting around to pay people for six months or however long this is going to be. Yeah. So we had to make that hard decision and. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess I feel like I want to talk about this part. Sorry, Michael. I kind of cut you off. Yeah, yeah, um, dude. No, nope. just because uh, I when I announced it, I got some DMs of people like, "Oh, you're panicking," or like, "Looks like you didn't have a very robust business. Why'd you do this to these people?" And uh, it, it was it was super weird to get that kind of stuff. But um, sure, uh, we we were looking at the situation. We saw all of our business just dry up for March, April, May. So we had we had nothing in the books. We we always kept three to six months of payroll. And so I'm looking at this like, okay, we can pay them for six months or th- sorry, three months, but um, th- then what? Like, right? Are, are we going to be back? Can we go back and do events? M- half of our money came from our public workshops, yeah, and mm-hmm. we we can't go do those. Um, we could do remote ones, but people just people don't pay as much for a remote workshop, yeah. And uh, and so it was like, uh, we just kind of saw the writing on the wall, and so we made the hard decision of going early. And laying them off like at the very beginning of this in March so that they had a great chance of getting great jobs before a bunch of other people were getting laid off and looking for jobs too. And 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 we dedicated uh, that whole month of March to just us. We told them like, don't do anything for React Training anymore and, and we're going to help you in whatever way you want us to to get new jobs. Um, yeah. and, and all of them landed at, at great places. Um, yeah. So anyway, we, uh, <laughs> uh, um, anyway, I, I should probably stop talking about it. I get really start getting emotional when I think about it. Cause our team was so awesome and, um, yeah. we, we had built up the company to a point that, uh, we had, yeah, such a great team and it was, it was rolling, but well, and here we are like two and a half months in on COVID. Right. And mm-hmm. you know, people are saying, well, are the schools going to be back to normal in the fall or, yeah. you know, is professional yeah. sports going to be happening in the fall? You know, is, is, is the football season going to be on? Like, who, like who knows, right? We've, yeah. we've seen a lot of, you know, the, here in California, the UC system has said, nope, everything's virtual in the fall. Right. So, yeah, you know, so our, our, our training business is mostly um, online now. We're doing online virtual mm-hmm. trainings, which actually work out really, really well. We do them on zoom and um, a third of our trainings, even before uh, COVID, a third of them were already online. So it's already something we're familiar with. Yeah. We just, yeah. you know, we don't have the same 
volume of business to keep everybody around. Sure. Yeah. Well, this, the reason I wanted to kind of dive into this is because I feel like, you know, in our React community, you're two of the the better known entrepreneurs in like the in the React space. You know, you you got into the training early and you've been able to make a business out of it. And I'm sure a lot of people um maybe wanted to, you know, follow in those footsteps, maybe to try some consulting or try some training. You know, they they know a lot of React and do the same thing. Um and so I feel like it's, you know, it's interesting to see two people who have like made a success, made that partnership, gotten the gotten the accolade, paired the open source with it, all this cool stuff. And then like, you're not exempt, right? Like you still like everyone kind of got whacked. Oh, yeah. Like really bad, like out of left field from this yeah. thing that like no one could have anticipated. Right. And I mean, if you could have anticipated it, you know, maybe it would have done something differently. But no one, no one expected like we're not going to be able to see. You cannot be in a room with 10 people. Six months. (laughs) (laughs) You can't. You can't. Yeah. How much will that change your life? Turns out pretty drastically. (laughs) Yeah, actually a lot. A lot. Yeah. Um, So I guess one thing I want to talk about is just, you know, you've you've had the experience. You you were building up React training um, in a very specific specific way and uh this thing whacks you and you kind of have to change gears a little bit and it it sounds like this was kind of like where you started thinking about remix so tell me about i guess this transition from you know being a a company that does these in-person trainings uh kind of getting whacked by the this virus and um kind of thinking about software and open source and kind of what your product is a little bit differently. What are some of the thoughts that kind of started swirling around? Well, so so just real quick, I wanted to um, just, just say that we actually had planned on doing Remix um, for quite a while now. Remix has like been this code name that we've been tossing around for over a year now. Um, I went and snagged the NPM remix package probably might be over a year, a year ago a, like a year and a half ago <laughs> yeah because yeah. i was like ah, i got this idea like for this thing of course it needs to be five letters and it needs to start with re so like what are we gonna call it um so, actually i want to talk about the name and how awesome it is well you know i figured there's react there's redux we there's gotta, ryan there's michael yeah but those don't start with re okay i don't know where you're going I, but they have our remix has an r and an m in there Oh, no, you're right. We, okay. we both do music, so it's like a remix, and we're mixing up a bunch of technologies. Yeah, no. It's, we, a, it's a great name. You're right. All-around great name. Absolutely. So anyway, <laughs> so you've just been, wanted, you've been just wanted on this package a little name. minor correction there. We've been thinking about it for a long time. It was just like <laughs> when, the, when the pandemic hit, it was like... Well, I guess that's our, that's our opportunity now. Let's do it, you know, because... Yeah, we got oh, free I mean, time. Yeah. It's a really good one because like, uh, you know, you got like, th- there was this period of time where, you know, before everything became ra- react dash prefixed on NPM, it was like, you know, R slash, like R insert dictionary word, you yeah, know, like, yeah, you, just, yeah. you know, o- open your uh, thing and just re whatever. Um, so yeah. remix, you got three letters after the re and that's a good, that's a good one. <laughs> we need like a TLD <laughs> for react. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so also like Michael was saying, we've been thinking about this for a long time. Our, this was also our business plan. Um, mm. we, we had hired up a great training team. Um, honestly, I think that their workshops were probably better than Michael's and mine <laughs> yeah. uh, when, when COVID hit. Um, and, uh, and then we were going to, once that was like going really well, 
we were going to uh, focus even more on software. In fact, Michael was already dedicated to software. He's been working on React Router and some of our infrastructure and, and stuff uh, that, that has led to Remix uh, since last summer, right? Like yeah, since our wow. tour, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, 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 since like August. So he's been doing it since August. We hired Chance Strickland, who's awesome developer, and he was working only on uh, Reach UI. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were we were building kind of this foundation for um, for for Remix, which is React Router, and then a foundation for like what comes after Remix, which would be like you know just uh, once we have like this great abstraction for the whole application, and then we also have this great abstraction for accessible front end components like the hardest pieces, yep. then we could build all sorts of cool things. Uh, for people to just pull off of the shelf that's going to work with their data it's going to be accessible and you could just slap together a ui so this is like this has always been the long-term plan for yeah. our company yeah. uh we just kind of got we got pushed <laughs> we got pushed to the uh the middle of the plan yeah yeah so now i, I want to talk about like kind of the difference of this between like everything everything that's come before so you have react router like you know open source, like freely available, you have, um, you've you, you built up Reach UI, and like these things kind of have like this virtuous cycle where you're, you're, you're showing off what you can do and then teaching people how to use it and, you know, teaching people React at the same time. Um, but Remix is like a, 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 like a totally different product. Um, so tell me about Remix like as a product. Yeah, so, so um, there's, there's this conversation that goes around a lot where people are talking about, well, open source... Uh, how do we make it sustainable? How do we, you know, people get burnt out. These large companies are built on open source and they don't give any money back to the, you know, the the people who are writing their open source software. So what do we do? Do we open an open collective? Do we use NPM fund? Do we, you know, put something up on GitHub sponsors? Like how are we going to raise money for this? And a lot of those... VC funding. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, so a lot of those are, are sort of charity-based models, which don't do typically do too well unless you're webpack um and they they do pretty well and view um, evan has done uh he's he's got himself a nice yeah. solid annual yeah. income oh, yeah, yeah. sponsors yeah. there are there are a couple of good examples right um but then the other but there's two of us so <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and you can only have one person on a patreon account so um so we decided you know why not just charge for it why not just make a product and and, and charge for it and, yeah. and and have people pay for it and um, I actually, I had a product, uh, that I, uh, did this way a couple of years ago, actually more than a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Ago. A couple of years before five years ago. A couple ago. of years before a couple of years ago. <laughs> uh, I, I built this thing called shadow box. Yes. And it was just like this. It was one of the first light boxes on the web. So you could go to a web page and you click on an image and lo and behold, you didn't go to a separate page with that image, but it opened up in a freaking magic box like right there on the page (laughs) and i say it like that but people who are you know who've been using the internet for any significant amount of time will be like uh yeah like you mean like the thing yeah i i (laughs) did one of those things back when it was still quite new and um and i i charged people for it you know i put up a i I had a a professional and then like a commercial license so one was intended for just individual freelancers the other one was intended for like companies who wanted to pay to get this, get access to this script. Of course, mm-hmm. it was purely an honor-based system. Like I didn't actually, you know, ship you a zip file or something like when you bought a license, you would just 
you really just bought the license and then I would say, okay, thank you very much for buying the license. Here you go. Um, you know, here's your, here's your, your license basically and your receipt. Um, but they could always just download the script and use it. And it was, but it was interesting to me how many, um, people, uh, were interested in that, in, in, in purchasing that product. You know, at one, yeah. at one point people might like think it's crazy. Like at one point I was actually doing six, $7,000 a month in shadow box wow. licenses. And this was back in 2010. Yeah. You know, so this was 10 years ago. This was a long time ago. Just a couple. Um, that I was actually like selling <laughs> JavaScript on the web. And um, and so, you know, we've got some some friends who are now doing this right now. Um, we've we've talked a lot with Adam Wathan. Sorry, Adam, if that's not how you pronounce your last name. <laughs> Wathan. English. Wevin. Who knows how to pronounce stuff? You just, it's, you read it's it. It's Wathan. Adam Wyham. You, you read stuff and you don't know how to pronounce it. So you, and they get on a podcast and you're like, oh, crap. You do your best, yeah. How is it? Wathen? Wathen. Wathen. All right, Adam Wathen. Yeah. Uh, the guy uh, who together with Steve, and I'm not even going to try and pronounce his last name. Sugar. sugar. Is it sugar? All right. I didn't know I if it was so. like sugar. Like sugar, but sugar. Or like yogurt. <laughs> yogurt with a lot of sugar. All right. This is, this is quickly becoming the pronounced people's names yeah. Oh, podcast. it's terrible. <laughs> um, so anyway, so those guys uh, are developing Tailwind UI, and they're doing a fantastic job, They've um, and, and they're charging for it. And so they've got this open source component, uh, which is obviously Tailwind CSS, and then they're charging for this higher level, which is Tailwind UI. And I think it is, uh, it, it's a beautiful thing. Why? Because, uh, well, a for them, it gives them like they can they charge for their work, which is incredible work, and yeah. they absolutely should be compensated for their work. They can put food on the table; they don't have to go find jobs uh, or, or 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 rely on you know goodwill, which is even like the worst. Um, <laughs> it, it, it totally it totally well, people is. won't even put masks on, so like yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna rely on goodwill for my yeah, income. It, <laughs> it, it totally is. It's so much easier to just say, look, can you just please pay me for this? Thanks. Yeah. That, that's the thing that cracks me up about this is it's like, oh, how's that going to work? And it's like, how has the economy worked since money was invented? Yeah. You do a thing and people <laughs> give you money for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I think there's something interesting, too, about just saying how much it's worth. Right. Like, I think a lot of times, like, pe people are like, oh, you know, if you want, you can give me a little bit of money for this thing. Like, that'd be nice. Like, you'd be a cool dude, wouldn't you? But, like, <laughs> there's something great about just saying, like, hey, I made this thing. This is how much I think it's worth. Right. Yeah. Like, here's, here's what it costs to have a license, to use it personally, professionally, or whatever. But, like, this is what it's worth to me. And, um, I, I feel like, you know, like, you had some, some success in this and just seeing, like, when people know what something's worth, like, they're, they might be more willing to pay for it than just yeah. buy you a cup of coffee, <laughs> air quotes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, our, our our workshops were not cheap, you know, about a thousand bucks a yeah. pop to come listen to us talk for two days. Um, you yeah. know, conferences aren't even, conferences are less than that, uh, a JavaScript conference. <laughs> um, and you got to listen to the same guy or two people um, <laughs> for two days. Um, but but it was worth it. We had so many, uh, so many customers reach out to us like you just saved us months for our entire team and uh the way that i've been thinking about remix is like you've got two choices if you want to build you know one of these really modern react websites um i, I kind of view it like here here's when, when i think about selling this thing it's like yeah. people could either hire michael and i and pay us 
probably pretty decent salary. We at this point we could probably go get you know a pretty. I don't. I, I don't even know the levels in the army or in Something software like, development, but like principal or staff principal level. Yeah. yeah like yeah. one of the higher level tiers, uh, we, we could probably go get those kinds of jobs and you'll have to pay both of us one of those kinds of salaries, um, yeah. each year. And we could own the whole like application framework part of the stack for you. And that's really expensive, uh, to have two full-time, uh, senior engineers like that. Uh, so instead, um, you can buy this, j just buy the software from us and we're just going to work on it ourselves. Um, and, and that allows us to make as much money, if not more, and sell it to you for a fraction of the price of what it would be like to have us on your team. And that, that's kind of how yeah. I, how I mentally think about it is like, you're paying to have Michael and Ryan build your infrastructure. They're, they're your infrastructure yeah. team. Fascinating. Fascinating. It, it's, it's so weird how we have this like aversion to charging for stuff in open source <laughs> culture, you know, like I feel like at some point you just need to. And, and it's weird, too, because I started on the other end of it. I started saying, pay me. And then I got <laughs> yeah. into this situation where I was like, never mind. You don't have to pay me here. You can get everything that I do for free. <laughs> I mean, I've literally put in thousands of hours, you know, into things for free, like on Unpackage and the history library and the router. And yeah. Oh, and you've been full time on, on our software since August. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a year. Yeah. yeah, yeah our yeah, company yeah. has put in a lot yeah. of money. Um, so yeah. I, I think at a certain point, you just have to step up and say, like, no, like this is this is actually worth something, and I'm creating a ton of value for people. And this isn't just for us either. This is for, you know, open source maintainers everywhere mm -hmm. to step up and say, hey, you know, what what is this actually worth? You know, and and see if you can, um, you know, fi find a way to actually charge for it. So our the the plan right now is uh, React Router is always open source software. Uh, the history library is all, always open source software. Those are both MIT licensed. Uh, and then Remix will be uh, probably uh, licensed. Uh, we're I, we're leaning kind of towards having this open core uh, licensing model where you'll be able to access the source code. You'll be able to see it. You'll be able to file issues and even make improvements if you want, like put up PRs if you wanted to like help us with it. Um, but, but, but we're not but, after free labor, but like no, if, if people a, are into that and they want to, we will, we will yeah. happily take help. <laughs> yeah. The, the yeah. idea is you can see it, uh, it, it kind of like, uh, the way the unreal engine does it. Like you can, right. once, once you buy a license for unreal engine, you actually get access to the GitHub repo where you can see everything that's going on. Um, you can participate in issues and things. And I think our customers will really appreciate that because, um, it's, you know, it's, I mean, you could do that over email or in like some Zendesk mm -hmm. thing, or you could just do it on GitHub. You could talk about the software. And so I think, I think they'll really appreciate that. Um, and what they'll end up buying, uh, any of our customers will, when they buy a license for Remix, it is a perpetual license. So, you know, once you buy it, you always have access to Remix. Um, and then you will get free updates for two years. On the on the individual license and on then, the individual uh, license, yeah, and then the commercial one we're thinking we'll do. You get updates for a year, right? So it so it'll just be a yearly thing, and then you you come back and you pay, you know, you re up your subscription. But if at any point you want to stop, then you just stop and you just use whatever version of Remix you had when uh, when you got your last update. That's interesting. Now. There has to be a, a, a bunch of people who are, have kind of are models maybe of how to do this, um, do this 
like now, right? Because it, it seems like, you know, 10 years ago, it was, it was like a different world, right? I feel like For we'd sure. maybe not quite gotten into the eyeballs economy, right? Where the idea yeah. is like, you do the, you create the content and then you put our ads on there and like, you know, we have a virtuous partner partnership now. And so I, I feel like that you, you kind of alluded to like, why did I get out of that? And it seems like maybe that's part of what happened is, is that we've kind of all become advertisers <laughs> in a way, like whether that be like driving to the training or driving to, you know, someone's ads online. Are there people who are like successfully running this type of model? Like my, my mind naturally goes to like sidekick. Um, yeah. I think um, that is maybe the only model that I know, but like where there's like open source software, you can use it, um, you know, you use it for free. You can contribute just like open source software. But uh, if you want the support, if you want like, you know, a commercial license, then you're going to have to actually like pay for those those updates. Yeah. So side, Sidekick is like it's got a it's got the open source component like we have React Router, but then he's got extra stuff on top of it. And for that, us, mm. that's like Remix. Uh, same with Tailwind, Tailwind CSS. That's open source. Anyone uses it. Tailwind UI. That's the extra sauce on top. Yeah. Um, but then you also have just like straight up selling the software. You've got Kendo UI. Yeah. Uh, they've they've been selling that for years. Uh, AG Grid. Uh, man, twelve hundred dollars per person on your team. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want AG Grid? You got twenty people on the team. That's a lot. Uh, one, that's nuts. one of the one of the um, other examples that's out there is. Um, Binomial. Mm. So you might follow Stephanie Hurlbert on Twitter. Um, she's a. Uh, That's right, with the graphics stuff. CEO at Binomial. Yeah, they have a product called Basis. Uh, but then they also have some open source components as well for doing image, image uh, texture compression uh, products. Um, so yeah, there, there are definitely examples out there. And I, I think, I think it's a great model, right? Like we're giving you something for free here that is actually of great value. You know, T yeah. Tailwind CSS is a great value. React Router is a great value. Um, uh, uh, you know, Sidekick, uh, they probably have like a community version, right? It's it's a great value. Um, and then, but we can give you so much more. Yeah. It's almost like the open source, uh, Adam said this to us. It's like the open source piece like gives you um, not the right but like, I don't know, the, the social capital that it's okay that you're going to sell some software to. Yeah, yeah. If somebody yeah. comes at you yeah. and they're like, Ooh, boo, you're selling software, you'd be like, bro, like I gave you, I already gave you this thing. Not like, all of it. Why, like, why are you complaining? <laughs> I gave you, know? you the frozen yogurt for free. I'm only charging for the toppings. Yeah. Just go eat your frozen yogurt <laughs> in the corner. But here's the thing, though, that I'm really excited about. And, and this is... This is the thing that like, you kind of asked this question earlier, like what what kind of drove us into this? And we kind of said like, you know, COVID showing up and the pandemic and stuff and giving us more time. Yeah. But um, uh, another part of it was, uh, you know, Michael and I were just talking, we're like, what are we, what are we gonna do? Um, should we try to, yeah, just just trying to figure out what, what the future looked like for us in the short term and long term since everything was kind of changing up. And um, we we're like, well, we know one thing, we got to ship React Router V6. So let's just let's just do that and avoid all of this, uh, uh, avoid depression and anxiety of of living in a pandemic and just like get our minds focused on React Router. And uh, so I'm looking at the GitHub um, UI in there, and they've got those buttons up top like star and follow and all that, and they've got that button used by. 
I don't know why. I've never noticed that button or looked at it before. <laughs> but on React Router, it's like 1.1 or 1.2 million people have clicked that button. Million! 1.2... Well, no, that's... Yeah, that's repos. Like, they're doing analysis on repos. Yeah, yeah. And gather and, and calculating that number. Oh, so be able to click it. So, yeah, it's just checking the repos then? Yeah. I think you can click yeah, the button, yeah, too, yeah. and say that you use it, right? Uh, I, I thought it was just they were scanning people's package JSONs and looking oh, for... Oh, even better. Us, yeah, that was Who's more. got um, us in their dependencies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so so one point... I, I thought that it was like, you click it like you start it. Um, uh, but, but still, like, 1.2 million. That just yeah. blew me away. And I'm like, well, shoot, we can just build an awesome product with Remix. We don't have to like try to convince everyone, oh, use this instead of Next or Gatsby. Like, it, it's not, it's not about us trying to like compete with them or be the best React framework. Like, I mean, we do want to be the best one, but just like, sure. But for us, that means the one that we like and takes the trade-offs that we yeah. want. And all we got to do is get a sliver, just a, a sliver of a percent of the people who are using our open source. Uh, to to like our work enough to to buy a remix license, and uh, and we'll be we'll we'll have an income, we'll have a job, uh, something that we can do for you know a decade or more. Yeah, and that that's that yeah. for me when I saw that and I did the math and Michael can tell you I'm always making spreadsheets and business models, <laughs> and uh, it was just like, well, this is obvious. Let's just let's do this. Yeah. This is going to be a blast. Yeah. So, so you've decided to make this product. Um, it, it, it's it's been like a long term vision. You have the the model between the open source and um, you know what you're selling. Um, what does that? How does it change your day to day life? Like, what are you doing at like to build hype for the product? Like, as you continue to develop it, like, how has it changed the way that you like work and think about this next phase of your business? So, this is actually another area where I've taken some inspiration from Adam. Um, is he, he gave a talk a couple of years ago talking about like your first product launch, which I thought was actually a great talk. I highly recommend it. You should put it in the show notes. But he um, he talked about how, you know, as, as software developers, he talked about like this product that he built, uh, you know, one of the very first products that he built. And he's, you know, he's a software developer just like me. And so, you know, you get an idea and you just sit down and you're like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to just write a whole bunch of code and I'm going to sit down for six months and I'm going to write the code and then I'm going to emerge from the, from the cave and, and <laughs> you know, there's going to be this crowd waiting outside the cave, you know, for, <laughs> for the thing that I have. What developed. has Michael Jackson been working yeah, on? Exactly. <laughs> that I'm going to deliver to them and they're going to gratefully, you know, accept it. He's been quiet for six months. Yeah. What could he be doing? <laughs> exactly. Um, it's just not how it works, right? You, you, you really have to work the whole time to, to make sure that they're, that people are, you know, getting little tidbits about what you're working on. So one thing that, that Ryan has actually been really great at, I have not been great at it, but Ryan's actually been uh, killing it on the newsletter. So we've sent out three newsletters so far. Our goal is to send them out weekly. Um, and so it's just dropping little pieces of goodness, you know, and, and we're trying to make good you know we're trying to give good insights in in there as well like not just like fluffy like oh you know vapor but like real examples of here's how this is going to you know improve your app and some of the apis that we're talking about in there are experimental not finalized yet but it's it's giving you an idea of like the kind of stuff that we're at least thinking about 
Well, and like like you were saying in the last episode, talking about like what is HTTP caching? Like we wouldn't just go in and say, oh, and then Remix is going to rely on HTTP caching. Like in the newsletter, we like we talk <laughs> about like why, uh, like what these things are, why they matter, and then how Remix uh, either helps you solve it or just flat out solves it all on its own. But yeah, mm-hmm. so we we get into like. Uh, what what the challenges are that it's trying to solve, not just like throw an API at you. Totally. So we're so we're building, um, you know, we're building this mailing list. We're sending out regular mailings to them. So I'd, I would actually um, encourage you to subscribe if you're listening. Go to remix.run. Go ahead and sign up. Uh, we've got a couple thousand subscribers on there probably already. Um, and then we've got also updates that we try and post regularly on our Twitter account, both on the React Training account and on the Remix Run account. Um, I'm thinking we're going to start posting a little more regular on the regularly on the remix run account a little bit more. Um, but, uh, and then, you know, we've, we've, we're always just trying to, you know, talk about it as much as we can, things like this, things like the podcast. But, um, ultimately I, I know there's probably a lot more that we could be doing to like actually really be marketing it. Well, there's just this, there's just this fine line that you walk right between, oh, are we just hyping this or like. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, I don't. And, and you don't want to be like, okay, last week I know I told you data loading looked like this, but this week it looks like this. Yeah, yeah, something totally <laughs> yeah. different, right? Well, that's what I was gonna gonna ask. Is I, I think that this is something that is naturally difficult for software developers, right? Like they have a really hard time because so many times we're on the hunt for the solution, mm-hmm. right? Like we know that it's not there yet and like we're trying to find it and like you don't want to share anything like prematurely because like it could be the totally opposite thing i mean honestly like in a very real way we all experienced this with suspense right where like what was shown two and a half years ago is not what exists today at all mm-hmm. yeah and so i'm kind of curious like how do, how do you strike that balance like what like how do you think about it is it is it really just like you have so much experience now at this point that you you have some assurities about like certain things and you're able to communicate clearly about what is experimental and why or like how do you manage that uh yeah i think so because yeah so like react router uh we, michael and i sometimes lament this that of all the things we could have built for the react ecosystem it was a router because it is in the middle of everything, like data loading, code splitting, yeah. uh, layouts, um, yeah. transitions, animation. Like how do you animate between these two transitions? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's you can't do anything really in an app uh, without bumping into the router. Uh, yeah. You know why didn't we just build a really cool combo box? but a lot easier but no uh, um, so so you mix that like in github issues um uh we've done consulting for companies we've done a bunch of training um and so we have like we know what people's apps look like out there we know how people write react yeah um we know where the router is getting in the way Uh, um sorry not getting in the way being in the middle of it we we get exposed to the entire problem space of building a react app like if someone has a problem building a react app we've heard about it in the react router repo yeah uh you know my webpack bundles need to be split by the routes <laughs> you know all, all the way down to there um yeah and and so we've been exposed to that for the last five years building react router we've both got experience uh before we started react training actually building apps uh like in the last episode talking about the the 
tech before React. Um, so really familiar with just the web and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think um, I, I personally feel like very confident in um, in the, the the general pieces of Remix. Yeah. Like what are the boxes that all talk to each other that you put together to to create an app on top of Remix? And what are those boxes for Remix itself? What are the packages Remix has? Yeah. What are the what are the main methods that uh, like the main functions that need to happen in there? The code that goes inside of those boxes and maybe like the APIs that you use to talk to those boxes. We're shuffling that around quite a bit as we learn things. But like, sure. I'm very confident in the boxes um, that, that we've got right now. And so I, I try, because um, I've written the last three newsletters and I'm sure Michael uh, would do it the same way. I uh, try to um, just focus on those boxes and the problems that those are solving yeah. and not sweat so much like, oh, here's the API to get your meta tag. Because uh, it might change. And so we say that in the newsletter, like, hey, here's how you get a meta tag. It, it might be a little bit different as we shuffle things around. But like, sure. the route still is in charge of the meta tag. Like, that's the right spot for that because it's got your data and it's the layout. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I guess, yeah, confidence uh, because of experience. And um, yeah. we've been thinking about it for <laughs> so dang long. <laughs> have you had, um, you know, with the newsletter, have you have you had people... Um, that have offered you know feedback that has kind of like made its way back into your thinking for sure yes yes so at the end of every newsletter we say uh we're like hey reply to this email like it will come to us yeah and uh we sent off a newsletter and we always get uh, 15 oh wow maybe more replies of people saying hey here's how here's how i do this or how would this work or here's how this works in next what does it look like in in remix and um uh, one conversation was really good with a guy about like expiring your data cache. It's like, okay, imagine Twitter, you click on a, on a, a, a tweet, you go to a new page, you click like on that page, and then you click the back button. I, I want the, the like to show up on the old page. Um, like, how's that going <laughs> to yeah. work? Unlike GitHub repos yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then conversely, uh, a user's filling out a page. Maybe it's like, it's a CMS kind of thing. And they're like making a post. And then, um, and then they click save, or they accidentally hit like command enter and accidentally saved a thing. Like, oh crap! I deleted a whole paragraph and I lost it. I would like to be able to click the back button and have the data look the way it looked before that mutation. So with hmm. Twitter, you want the mutation to show up when you click back, but maybe when you're editing a post, when you click back you don't want that mutation to show up because maybe you lost data and you want to be able to get that data back. And, and that's generally how web websites work with caching is you click the back button, you don't get the new data with just an HTML page. You you get what it looked yeah. like before, like old school PHP right. stuff. And and so like we, we get this feedback from people uh, to help. And, you know, we've thought about that scenario before, but like it really helps us uh, kind of see like what people are doing, what they're expecting, how it's how it's landing, if they're liking it, um, and then get in these complex scenarios. We went back and forth with that guy for like eight emails, um, and and I'm I'm sending him gists of like, oh, it could look like this. You could expire the cache like that. You could give your own custom cache because you, you're using Apollo. So anyway, yeah, the the newsletter is is great to tell people what we're working on, but it's been awesome to get feedback um, about which direction we should go on some things. Well, and, and and the people that have been contacting us have been thinking about this these problems for a long time. Like mm -hmm. you can tell, a lot of the people who yeah. are emailing us are very thoughtful about it. So it's and they're excited about it, which to me just like gives me a lot of energy and 
you know, gets me very excited about it. Because when I see smart people who are smart, thoughtful people, you know, who are excited about this, uh, it really energizes me to to work on it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of just general unrest in the community. It feels like React was a response to like really heavy handed frameworks that existed in that kind of, you know, server request server response type of type of world. And like it was it was great because you were able to kind of like fit it in just a little bit in those apps and kind of like start migrating. Unlike, you know, other solutions that require you to like go full bore on like an API. And it's always the small ones. It's the small ones that like last a long time that you can sneak into an existing app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I feel like that has like been the huge success of React. And but it it feels like we we've we're now in a position where people are really pining for something that solves a lot of these problems for them, right? Like you hear this more and more. It's like, I, I just want like a framework like where I can do like do the thing that I would do in like my other framework, but like all from all, all in React, right? And um, it's, it's just really cool to see that you're, you're doing this, but then also you're taking your education side of your business and like using this to like illuminate problems for people you're like saying like this is this is a problem you might not be aware that you know five you know you know five cycles down the road you're going to need to like you know as you migrate these parts of your app away from rails you're going to have to start solving these types of problems and like this is how remix does it for you and i love i I love that you're opening up some of the insights that you have gained from training um, that were maybe not like exportable before, right? Like you were teaching people how to make React components, but like now you're talking about teaching people how to make like applications. Yeah. Um, and that's a really cool transition to see, I guess. Yeah, we're, we're excited about it. Um, yeah. It's a huge, huge. I feel so bad for new web developers right now. It's such a wild yeah. world to try to come and wrangle. <laughs> yeah, and and I feel like that's been something that's been kind of unfair, maybe about the React com- community. And I mean, we've we've said Adam Wathen like fifty times in this. I mean, like he's the he's the fourth por- person in this episode. But like, um, <laughs> let me I, send him like, a message. I, Get him in here. <laughs> <laughs> he just joins. Halfway through. Like I, hey guys. Um, I, <laughs> I had a chat with him on uh, you know Full Stack Radio. And um, he'd kind of like asked me the same thing, like, you know, based on a tweet that I I had said of like, you know, like you've been in the React community for like X number of times. And like you're tweeting about how like React is, you know, create React app is like a really great way to build half of an application. Like, how do you build the other half? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I just I love that you guys are in the kind of like in the middle of like you know, kind of transitioning our community to say, hey, like, we have a pretty good idea of how to build the other half now. And we want to kind of like bring you all along on this, this like adventure. Yeah. It, you know, we've, uh, like, I think Ryan said it and, and it, I just really wanted to drive that point home. Remix is really, is really just scratching our own itch. Yeah. You know, Remix is really how we want to build apps. You know, I want to build apps with React. I love React. I love the React model. Um, I want to build apps with React Router, um, and so Remix is is kind of scratching that own that our own itch for us. And I think that's something that is significant. If you are, you know, you're going to set out and do something like this, you can't, uh, you know, you can't just be doing it for for the money, right? You have to really love it and really want it to exist. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
uh, yeah, I, we, we're just having a blast just working on it. And, uh, yeah, we should have called it re-scratch or re-itch. Re-scratch re itch. itch. <laughs> not as, not as catchy. Definitely, admittedly not as catchy. You know, and honestly, like the, that we're going to sell it, uh, that it's a, that's a product that you have to buy. Um, that adds a wildly different motivation too that I didn't expect. Um, where it's like, I don't know, when it's open source, it feels like you have to be less opinionated. Mm. You have to like have this gigantic net, like everyone needs to be able to use this. Yeah. Um, and like, we got to like, if they, it's got to be a static site generator too, because Gatsby and Next can do static site generation. So right. we're going to have to do that or else people won't use it. Like by, by like saying, you know, what, we're going to sell this. And so we're going to just build what we would want to use. Uh, I, I just want to make my customers like incredibly happy. Yeah, that's all I want to do. Mm. Yeah, and 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 if and if they look at our features and they look at our homepage and like, yeah, this doesn't look like it's the tool for me. Like, that's cool. We just we just got to get enough to take care of our families, um, and you know, have the kind of income that that we've become accustomed to uh, running React training. So we we don't need a ton of users for that, um, and so we can just build a thing that we love. Yeah find enough other people who also love it and just make them happy for years to come. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love this because it's almost like the antidote to the the problem that so many open source uh, creators and maintainers have, which is like there comes a point where it's like they can't keep saying yes and either they make the library a shell like of whatever it intended to be or they, you know, add so many features that it's like unusable for anybody who's actually yeah. like new to the to the project yeah so now you're you're get, either getting nothing you got to put everything together yourself or you're getting way too much yeah yeah and i love this idea of kind of having that paywall as a way of really focusing your attention on like what you like and then also what your you know your core customer right like mm -hmm. there's there's more than just ryan and michael in the world that want to build apps this way and like if we can find the you know the the requisite number of people to do that like then we're all just happier yeah yeah absolutely well yep I love that. We are, um, I guess, like approaching 45 minutes. And so I want to respect everybody's time. But uh, tell us more about how people can get in on this kind of like learn fest, um, you know, the newsletter, Twitter, all that stuff. Sure. You can go right now. You can go to remix.run. I think we're the first people I've ever seen to actually like use that TLD, which I'm pretty. And it's so cool because that's the command that you run to start up your server. That's that's <laughs> why I did it. Yeah, absolutely. It's self-documenting. It it's awesome. Is dot build a TLD? Because then we could have remix dot build also. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Re remix run. Um, I built that little page with our cool logo. Um, I hope you appreciate it as you're typing. Just even if you don't want to sign up for our newsletter, I would love it if you would just go and see. I put I put a lot of effort into that thing. <laughs> thank you just respect his work respect yeah. his work it's it's beautiful i just wish it played music notes i almost did that we can enhance it <laughs> so you can head to remix.run you can sign up for our newsletter um you can follow remix underscore run on twitter um or you can follow either of us i'm m jackson ryan is ryan florence on twitter it's with an e-n-c-e -E. and um that's right, like the city in Italy, and then uh, and we've also we also run React Training. So another way that you can support us is we still 
run React Training. So you can um, contact us there if you'd just like to get some React Training for your team. Awesome. Well, guys, this has been a pleasure. Thank you for uh, making the time to tell us all about uh, Remix. And uh, I'm excited to kind of like do the follow-up when it actually comes out and uh, people can buy it. Thank you, Chantastic. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. This has been React Podcast, episode 100 with Michael Jackson, Ryan Florence, and myself, Chantastic. For links, visit reactpodcast.com slash 100. A big thanks again to listening to the show for 100 episodes. Unbelievable. I'm so grateful for your support and friendship. If you're looking for an intuitive, easy to use, and automated testing tool, give Test Cafe Open Source Edition a try. It's free, easy to use, and you don't have to install cumbersome web drivers for supported browsers. Experience Test Cafe today. Download your copy by visiting testcafe.io and enjoy testing. If you have a project that's gone off the rails and need expert help, get Infinite Red on your side. They've been designing, building, and shipping apps for 10 years and want to bring that expertise to your app's products and services. They have a sweet deal right now where you get $750 for referring a new project. Get expert help from Infinite Red at reactpodcast.infinite.red. If you like this show, there's a fast, free way to demonstrate your support. Leave us a review on iTunes. It's the best way for you to let me know what you think we're doing right and what we can improve. Two to three minutes of your time helps us make the best show we possibly can. As always, links and show notes for all episodes are available at reactpodcast.com. This episode was edited by Mikhail Delport. It was produced by Mikhail Delport and Sarah Jackson at Spec, a network to help you level up in design and development. Check out spec.fm for other shows that are sure to fast track your career. I'm your friend Chantastic. Thanks for listening. We'll be in your ears again next week. Thank you.